0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in... Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode. Um, This week I'm joined by Guy Searle of the MyMac Show. Hello Guy. Hello, longest pre-show ever. Yeah, I know, and it might be another pre-show is in the after-show or something. Show. There we go. So, <laughs> uh, <Joe>, <laughs> And uh we're joined by Jim. Hello, Jim.
2: Hello. Uh Simon, could you do me a favor and give me a translation please? I didn't understand the word guy said. That's no, that same
1: problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, People will understand that if they see the show title for this week. There we go. Um, and Nick is here. Hello, Nick. Hi, Simon. Hi, Jim. Hello. And hi, Guy. Yes. Hello. Hello, everybody. So, um, this week, not a huge amount going on, to be honest. Um, I've had some fun. I've had some fun this week. Um, My Safari suddenly decided that it had no remembered passwords at all. None. Absolutely none. Um yeah. which was interesting and I thought, okay, um I'll check my phone. So I checked my phone and all the stored passwords in the passwords on the phone were gone as well. So I thought, I know, I'll I'll boot up in uh Catalina and look in Safari on Catalina and see what passwords are stored there. None. So I can only assume some sort of uh iCloud cock up. I decided that uh, all my passwords were to be erased, gone. Well,
3: Well, did you you check in keychain?
1: Oh, yeah, my keychain um, seems to be reasonably intact. Uh, There's a few things missing from keychain, and I also use LastPass. Luckily, my LastPass is, of course, intact. But um, when I was trying to figure out what was going on with my passwords... um, I upgraded to the latest Big Sur beta, and uh, then I found that my LastPass uh, was claiming that the extension was not installed, even though it was, so I had more fun Mm. with that. Luckily, um, I dickered about a bit, and then in the end, I just uninstalled LastPass and then reinstalled it, and uh, normal service of LastPass was resumed, which was... Something. Now
3: you you did a backup of that before you you <laughs> took it out of your system,
1: right? Well, it's stored in the cloud, LastPass. So okay. So okay. that that's stored on the LastPass servers. But yeah, um,
3: otherwise <laughs> that could be bad.
1: Yeah, that could be very very bad. Especially as uh, all my uh, passwords are you know computer generated sixteen character random strings, so I don't even know what most of them are. So, uh, so this could
0: have presumably have been a. A bug in Big Sur that that has affected iCloud. I,
2: maybe? I think. I think. I think it would possibly would be related to the major outage that Apple had at the beginning of the week because um, there was. It might have been Tuesday evening. Um, I found I was logged out of all my accounts, oh. and I had to re log into everything. And when I looked on the, the web uh, and checked the, the Apple's you know site for uh, the systems. There was quite a lot of things down, so it could have been because uh, of that. Yeah, I well, believe. remember
3: remember as well that this is beta software, so it could very well be that whatever version of LastPass or other you know password protection systems that you're using isn't currently compatible.
1: Well, that, uh, with that I particular mean, particular beta. LastPass has, other than the thing where it decided that it couldn't see the extension, even though it was installed. So I uninstalled it and reinstalled it, and then it was fine. Last pass it's not it, it appears to be Safari. It's Safari that's yeah, lost it's all its passwords. Safari password. passwords. Yeah, yeah. all well, the well, ones they make Safari again? Yeah. <laughs> it just works, chaps. It just works. Oh,
2: okay. Um Was that after the big uh, there was there was um an update for Safari did that happen after the update?
1: I think it did actually. I think I installed the although I don't use Safari, Safari, I use the technology preview. Um Right. Mm. I don't know what version of that I'm on, but there was an update to that, so it could it could have been that. Um, mm. But
0: um, it, I, I can only I can only say, Simon, I feel sorry for you, but if you will live on the
1: bleeding edge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's anything to do with that or not. Um, when I did a Google or DuckDuckGo search for it, you yep. will find um, you will find people on various forums saying all my Safari passwords have vanished. How can I get them back? going back for several versions of the mac os oh, that's interesting isn't so it appears to be something that just can randomly happen so listeners make sure that storing your passwords in safari is not the only place you keep track of them
0: yeah put yeah. them
1: in LastPass or one password or you know at least the mac keychain but as i yeah. say or- some things from my mac keychain seem to have vanished but luckily not all of them
3: yeah, the other thing you can do and I, I know you can with one password, but you can do an export into like a spreadsheet or something like that and then basically password protect the spreadsheet as a backup.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's another idea.
2: is. I've never fully uh trusted the uh, keychain to be honest with you.
0: I've I've not really had any <laughs> I'm not sure whether I should say this. <laughs> 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 uh, uh uh so far I've not really had any problems. Uh, it's it's like, you know, a lot of people had trouble with uh, iCloud when it first came out and i've you know touch wood I've, I've never had any of those issues so so i I'm, I'm more
1: trustful tr- trust w- trusting trusting mm, trusting um, more trusting yeah well you know i've used the safari keychain iCloud keychain for a long time um but I don't know, year, 18 months ago, whatever, I decided to try out some other password managers and I settled on LastPass, which has been very good. Um, I do like LastPass um, and I'm only on the free tier because um, you only have to pay if you want to do like shared family passwords and things. Um right, yeah. as a as an as, very a, good, as a free user, it will store your um you know, your passwords in the vault in the cloud and can be access accessed on as many devices as you like. There's no limit and there's no you know. So for free, I find that to be excellent.
0: And um, uh, when you come off the free tier, is it a subscription or uh? A...
1: Uh, or a one-off payment. Do you know? I don't know because I don't think I've, I've never needed to, to you look at. Bothered. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've got no need of the paid. Because that's my only
0: problem with one password. Of course, is I'm still on the, the an older version because I I don't want to pay for it monthly. Yeah, I'm assuming. Um, so I'm still stuck back on version seven or whatever it was that that that, that I paid for originally.
2: You can still get the the standalone version. Um, yes, you, you get the option either the subscription or the standalone. I'm still on the standalone.
1: It's um yeah me too. Just uh I'll have a look in a minute. You, uh, you're talking just of, checking, I'm about to yeah. Um, the talking of things which can be bought outright. Did we? Uh, did you all see that Microsoft have? promised that the next uh, release of Microsoft Office will be available either as a 365 subscription or um, as a standalone product.
2: Oh, no.
3: Isn't isn't the latest version a standalone product as well?
2: I'm not sure. I think there is a standalone, but it's hard to find it. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult to find it to buy it.
3: And um honestly, I mean there are I, I am not a fan of subscription services at mm-hmm. all. However, on some of them I can kind of look at it and go, "You know what? That that's not so bad." And in the case of Office three hundred sixty five I mean besides getting the the as much as we don't want to admit it is it is the business standard in the world today for yeah. productivity software uh, they also give you one terabyte of storage in onedrive and a few other things that escape escape me at the minute but for ninety nine dollars a year and it's always updated that's honestly that's not a bad deal yes, if you look back
0: home, if they'd been updating it regularly um over the years then you would have probably spent that much at um, least. Upgra- upgrading it each time yeah um so yeah I, I, for that i can sort of see it. i mean i yeah. i I haven't i haven't got a office subscription but i think i think because the church has a bt phone line i think we get access to office in some way uh, because it's a business line right, right um but um yeah i so i so very rarely use it Now, Um, I did have it for a little while because while I was at work, because I was using Office at work. um,
3: Yeah, I use it. Well, I have to use it quite a bit because of work. Uh, But the one that I usually compare it to is uh, the the Adobe prescription or subscription services, which I think is just ridiculous as far as how they have their
0: pricing set up. Well, as I say, again, it depends on whether, I mean, I'm not sure Simon would have a different opinion on that because it depends on how, how much you use it really and whether your business depends on it or not. Yeah. (laughs) If, if you just want to use it for yourself, then yeah, I can see that. Yeah. This
1: is, it's, um, it's good for businesses because it becomes a, you know, a fixed cost cost, um you can figure it into your overheads and you know you're not paying out a big lump sum every so often um but for home users it's you know it's overkill really diabolical <laughs> yeah. and there is no there is apart from the apart from the f- photography bundle um which i think is works out about 10 pound a month which is probably all right for a hobbyist um
2: well, the, 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 the Adobe subscription thing actually killed me with Lightroom. Uh, I love Lightroom. It's a good good app, but uh, when they forced the issue about going to uh, subscription only, I found another photo app uh with regards to uh, office um I started using it about three four months ago, and i don't really get much use out of it to be honest with you i've never found the the version we get on the on the macs uh particularly great for like spelling and grammar checks um but there's there's there's, there's too many subscriptions now to be honest yeah the d-
0: The difficulty with subscriptions is uh as you say lots of them yeah you can't keep and... track. That's right, and not Mm -hmm. only that. I mean, the fact is we live our lives not based upon how much we will earn in the long term, but how much we earn each month. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, that's the reason that PCPs and leases on cars are so popular. They're popular because you can measure the amount of money that you've got going out each month, Um, and and hence you can actually afford a better car than if. You were to buy it outright because you might not have the money to buy it outright. So a lot of us live our lives based upon that monthly paycheck. And the more subscriptions you throw onto it, the more difficult it becomes to afford. Mm, exactly. Uh, for what and it's particularly, worth. Particularly for things you don't use very much. Yes, that, that's it. You know, if you use, some, use something occasionally, then that, that, you know, making that a subscription is actually quite hard. Exactly.
1: Which is why, you know, I'm as we said last week, when it comes to the bundles for the Apple One bundles, Nick and I were both like mm, not sure, not sure. Because Yeah. You know
0: it's all it's all, it's all on how much is going out each month. <laughs> and it all you know,
1: they all yeah. start adding up, don't they? You start going, Well, I've got Netflix and I've got Amazon Prime and I've got Hulu and Disney and uh, yeah, plus for us and and, here and,
0: and, now, and now that and now that I'm amongst the retirees I have to wash my pennies you know
2: exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the likes of Apple one um when I added up what I actually use um it's more expensive to go for the basic one than to stay as I am because uh, at the moment I've got the Apple TV uh, plus for free. Yeah, I don't see me. I don't see me taking it on as a paid uh, subscription. Um, my iCloud uh, storage, I pay like two forty nine a month for. Can't remember how many gigabytes it is, but it's plenty for me. Uh, so really, I'm paying out two pound forty nine against. Was it fourteen, fifteen? Pounds? Yeah, about about yes. fifteen pounds, I think, yeah, for the basic one. Yes,
0: I mean, what when you have got uh, as we were talking about last week? I mean, when you've got, say, you've got like me, like you've got Apple Music, and you've got two forty nine for your, for your your storage um it it gets close the the problem is as as i said the if you can't add extra storage to those Mm. bundles then you i'm not going to go for it because i'm using over 100 gig of storage i
1: I don't know if you can or not i've not i've not dug into it but if you could it would probably be like okay so you'd probably still have to pay the 200 so then you'd be looking at you know 1750 which or whatever. Yeah. Which again, again, it's yeah. Then it's, it's like, well, it's... you start,
3: you start getting close to how much you would have paid or you start finding out that you're paying more than you would have gotten the bundle. Uh, for me, I've always had the, the two terabyte iCloud right. part of that. Yeah. So when you look at it, and this basically, I mean, I, I'm, I'm basically paying $30 a month regardless. And what the bundle does is give me news plus and fitness for free for basically mm-hmm. what i'm paying for anyway with the so other I, added yeah, I bonus mean that sense. i can yeah i can yeah, i can include i can include both my kids and my wife for no extra charge of course that means they also get part of my my two terabytes which that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't make me really happy but okay
1: um and for what it's worth last pass uh is the the tiers are free convenient reliable password management with access on all your devices for free um but that's one user premium yep. multi-device password sharing with 1 gigabyte of encrypted file storage for personal security that's 2 uh 2 euros 90 a month um i don't know what that would work out in dollars probably about the same actually and yeah, more or less. and a family uh package is Uh, secure password management with six premium licences for easy password sharing for three ninety euros a month.
0: Okay, so none of those are ridiculously high, are they? No, none of them are
1: shockingly expensive, but they are a subscription. Although, obviously, the family package, if you have up to six people to share with, is an amazingly good deal. But if you're just like me, and I don't need to share my passwords with anybody else, I mean, it's free. Cool. Which is pretty so good. you're
2: just using one device then?
1: No, I can use all my devices.
2: Well, you can use all devices. I thought you said it was just the one device. No, it's
1: really? one one user. You, ah, I've, right, I've okay. seen people review LastPass and claim that, oh, you know, on the free you only get one device. That's not true. You get one user. So I can use it on my laptop, my desktop, my phone, hmm. anything I like. Um that's no, not bad. That's all free because it's just effectively access to the cloud uh, storage. So there you go. Um what else have we got? Um Donnie I think put this in. Uh, speech downloader is trying to modify your system pop up on the Mac. Um apparently some people are getting persistent pop-ups uh with that message. Um and I believe this link from Donnie is how to fix it. Um let me just check back in the slack i'm pretty sure that's what that's about um apparently it's related to siri and uh if you i don't have siri on, on my mac so that wouldn't um wouldn't affect me but um do you any of you guys use siri on the on the mac
2: no i switched it off
1: yeah i i i never went to
3: any great use of Siri directly on the mac uh, i mean i got it on all my our mo- mobile devices but uh, yeah. Yeah, not
1: my mac i've i've never i yeah, i've got it installed but you know and enabled but i don't use it <laughs> no i don't i don't um it never really um saw the the real appeal Well, it's actually that.
0: i mean if if you're like me and you use a a a um a third-party tool to launch your programs, which I do. Uh, then it seems very, i mean, it's so much quicker to just press. press what I think it's Option and Space. I use uh, uh, and type in the first few letters of whatever it is I want to open. Uh, but uh, but you know, by that time, I would have only said, you know, hey, S Lady, uh, I, I, and then you've got to <laughs> say what you want. <laughs>
2: I, I just switched off completely because um, the results I got from asking it questions. Both, no res, no resemblance to what I actually
4: asked.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah same here, Jim. Same here. So. so trying to find it now. Typically, don't know where he's put it.
2: So what does speech downloader actually do?
1: I uh, no idea, but apparently it's um, there's some sort of bug. Let me have a quick look.
3: Oh, here we go yeah it uh let's see customize and upgrades the voice to text function uh makes it so that you can change your settings from American mail to something else
1: uh right okay. who doesn't want american mail oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh right is it is it the it's the voices then yeah the cu- customizable voices, so there we go um, how to mm. stop the speech downloader is trying to modify your system pop up on your mac um and there are instructions here um which allows you to fix that and prevent it from constantly uh, popping up that annoying message. And we are.
3: Yeah. Uh, Well, I remember back in the day, one of the things that people used to do to save space on their hard drive is get rid of all the, the extra languages.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember that. You used to be able to buy We're, programs that did it for you. Couldn't? Didn't you? Yeah, yeah.
3: But I mean, yeah. you could just go into your library and, and just delete and do that yourself. Uh, but you know, the thing now is when people have multi terabyte drives, it's like, oh, well, you're going to save, you're going to save five hundred megs by doing that. It's like, eh, okay, yeah, megs, all right.
1: <laughs> but I, I remember doing that back in the day. I did. There used to be a free program which would strip out all the extraneous languages. And, um. and the binaries. Do you remember that? We, yes. We used to have fat binaries. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you used to um, get things to strip out the the binary, the part of the binary that wasn't related to the Mac you were using. Definitely. Yes, that's right.
2: Yeah. So sometimes when you did actually take the, the, the languages out, it uh, caused more problems than it was worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, you, it didn't
0: always up. work yeah it didn't always work successfully
1: who
3: who would have who, who could have known that
1: yeah who would think that <laughs> ripping bits of the system out willy-nilly might cause break stuff yeah <laughs> 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 oh dear yeah I, oh this is this is goes way back to sort system 7 days i remember oh, yeah. a, a guy ringing me up frantic saying um Simon my 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 mac won't boot my mac won't boot all i'm getting is a flashing question mark so i said have you done anything recently well i was having a cleanup and in the system folder i found a suitcase and i threw it in the bin and and (laughs) yeah that's kind of that mark it goes it was just called system yes that's the operating
2: system in that suitcase (laughs)
1: system? yeah yeah, he thought it was because it was in a suitcase in those days. He thought it was a font, and he threw it away. Um And then when he restarted his Mac next time, of course, it wouldn't boot. Oh dear! I remember,
0: uh, I remember a, a guy um, at, at work um, coming to me once and saying, "It's just one of those things when you hear things, and your sort of your blood freezes." <laughs> he said. Uh, my uh for some reason when i I, he said i only use my computer for one or two things and when i'm on the internet my browser freezes and he'd got an old mac he'd got a pre-intel mac he said and the browser freezes i said um really i said is is it just the can you do anything else he said oh no it freezes the whole computer and i said so the computer's freezing he said yeah i said um do you get any noises from the computer? He said, well, uh, it, it, it makes a ticking sound sometimes. Oh. I said, I said, have you got any way of backing up your computer? <laughs> yes, the went, click of death. Said, no, no, I haven't. So the next day I appeared with a memory
1: stick and said, back it up and do it now. <laughs> do it now, right now, yeah. The click of death. Indeed. Oh, dear. Hmm. That's something. He did manage
0: to save it. He did manage to save all his stuff, so (laughs) I was very proud of
1: myself. But he obviously was on the on the on the brink of hard drive death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. We all remember that horrible sound. sound. (laughs)
4: <laughs>
1: what could possibly go wrong? And who remembers the scuzzy chimes of doom if your scuzzy chain was...
3: And the best part of that was it would not only affect the one drive that had the problem, it would affect everything in that chain.
1: Yep. And then when you tried to restart your Mac, it would go doo 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 do, and show you the unhappy Mac face, which was <laughs> very frightening. <laughs> Oh, dear. There we are. Um, We're showing our age now. Eh? We are indeed. Um, Apple have acquired a podcast app, Scout FM, apparently, which uh, is apparently uh, a service which attempts to create radio station-like uh, groupings of podcasts.
3: It's like well, it's like playlists, basically. Yeah, you know, playlists. You you answer a couple of questions, and it looks at the stuff that you've done before, and it says, "Oh, you really like technology podcasts." So I'm going to put the My Mac podcast on, never realizing. Never realizing that the <laughs> MyMac podcast is about as far from a technology podcast as you could possibly
1: have. So um that's true. It's so a little true. bit
0: like—is that a little bit like uh, Amazon when you bought a, lo- a lawn mower and then all that you see in your browser for the next three weeks are lawn mowers? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see any more lawn mowers. I've already I've heard, got one. I bought a damn lawnmower. mower. <laughs> that... yeah, it's—it's it's kind of
3: like an, an aggregator and. Almost every single story that I've seen on this has tried to kind of spin it into this, you know, well, Spotify is making inroads on, you know, Apple's territory with podcasts. It's like Apple doesn't make any money from podcasts. It's like, it's, it's like just this thing that they give to people. It's like, oh, well, you want to listen to podcasts here's something that will let you listen to podcasts. So if Spotify and all these other companies want to pay Joe Rogan millions of dollars to create podcasts, it's like, you know, why would Apple care?
2: I suppose it's why they bought them.
3: If all it's going to do is is look at the kinds of podcasts that you're already listening to and, hmm. and give you recommendations based on that, it's like, hey, can't you kind of do that anyway?
2: It seriously like something that iTunes does. Um, yeah. yeah, as
0: as as Gus said in your show, um, most of us pick up our podcasts from listening to other podcasts. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, or listen, or, or getting recommendations, recommendations from friends.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
2: You yeah. know, um, the, the worry now is uh, podcast shows seem to be going uh, down the road of being monetized. Um, they're doing their best to, well, they and, want to, yeah, and bother' they're to chase book away. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, there's a there's a lot of money in video podcasting, isn't it? Well, video, vlogging, uh, if you're the right person and you, yeah, and you and, and, and you don't and you don't tick
3: off the the gods that be, yeah, well, indeed, indeed, yeah, yeah. and say, saying something that they're like, oh, you can't say that. It's like, well, yeah, you say I can't, but I did.
0: <laughs> but um... I I rather like the um, the sort of Wild West feel to. Uh, Podcasting. It's a yeah. Long if, rain.
3: if you go if you go into podcasting thinking you're going to make a lot of money at podcasting, then <laughs> yeah. you've really chosen the wrong reason to podcast. <laughs> <It's> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like most hobbies, it actually ends up costing you considerable sums of money as you uh, As you know, these
3: seven microphones on my desk will attest to. As you <laughs> develop
1: an addiction for mixers or audio interfaces or microphones or Whatever. There we go. Yeah,
3: there's there's your show art. Is that picture that I sent you earlier?
1: Oh dear. Ah, uh, right. Oh, um, oh yes. Yeah. Which which one is that? Because they didn't show up for me.
3: No, not the one. Not the one with the cat. <laughs> the, one... <laughs> the,
1: the chef.
0: Yeah. The,
3: no, the that one was
1: with... me. I sent the chef.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay.
3: It was the one that has my my audio interface and a preamp
0: and a and a compressor expander. And the secrets written down on the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
1: yeah. have to block out the secrets. Block out the secrets. You might have to send that. You might have to send that picture to me um, separately, Guy, because it's not showing up in my wire.
2: Um, really, that's weird.
1: Well, I've got a grey square, but not the picture. Um, oh right, the well,
2: for... grey square of death. No, no <laughs> it's fine.
1: It's fine. Uh, probably, it's probably because I'm running off this super slow Catalina disc, which probably means mm. it's not prepared to so try do and download this, it. Um,
0: so do you think this Scout FM is more of a... Uh, it's more of a them making... Apple wanting to make podcasts better?
1: I suspect or, or... it's... Because Apple,
4: mm.
1: Apple's... If you use Apple Podcast, discoverability, much as in the App Store, is dire. Yeah. It, unless you know what you're looking for. Yes, I know what you mean. Uh, whereas if you... A little, bit,
0: a little bit like typing in an exact word. That's what I find most frustrating, even in, the, even in the app store. You type in an exact word and it doesn't come up with the one you're looking for. No. You type in something that's like it and it comes up. And i never it's...
1: quite understood that. Talking of that, um, when um, the COVID-19 track and trace app was released. That's right. It didn't come up, did it? When you he, typed he, COVID, he, you got, um, COVID, you, you typed in COVID-19 and you got some, Oh, that's right. And if you typed in the NHS, it didn't come up either. No, it did. It did not come up. I think it came up with New Zealand. Covid oh, New yeah. Zealand or something. That's right, I think it did. Yeah. It was it was not the right one. I think I ended up putting in uh Covid NHS or something, and then it showed me the correct That's one. That's right. Um, I wonder why I've never quite understood why Apple
0: are so bad at search. Yeah,
1: why is searching and so I bad?
0: Yeah, I know it's not their core business
1: and all that sort of stuff, but i oh, it it just doesn't seem to work sometimes. And I'll tell you, That's somebody it. else whose search is rubbish as well. Netflix netflix's search really? is yeah, i haven't really tried
0: mm. Netflix's. Search. if you
1: if you want to search for something it yeah. it gives you the most weird and wonderful stuff it, it's i think it's trying to use some sort of fuzzy logic to make some kind of guess right. at what um. you might want or things like it whereas amazon um the search is reasonably good. That's Amazon Prime Video. As by long as the way. you're looking yeah. for lawnmowers, <laughs> not <laughs> not Amazon, not Amazon um, online retail, because their search is pretty bloody dire and all. Um, you often oh, have to I, use I several any, combinations. Any search- to find something.
0: Any search that you have where you type in the exact label of what it is you're looking for and it doesn't give you it is not a very good
1: search. It's not a very good search at all, no.
2: (laughs) If you Um, read to the bottom of the article, it says Apple plans to create audio spin-offs of some of its original television and movie content. But it's also seeking to purchase original podcast programs that could also be tied into future Apple TV Plus shows. So maybe that's why they've bought this company. Maybe. Well, you know, if
3: Apple wants to pay me to do a Ted Lasso podcast, I am all for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, indeed, definitely um amazon um talking of amazon have uh launched this new lunar cloud gaming service which will be available on uh for ios because they're doing it as web apps apparently i'm not sure how that's going to pan out but um mm. it, but people were quite surprised by that the because um of all this other hoo-ha about games and um streaming game services although as we said last week apple appear to have come to uh some uh, you know some resolution with microsoft because microsoft i believe are going to be um distributing their game service on ios um well you know. i
3: mean really really what it all comes down to is in-app purchases Yes. and if you if you've got a streaming service that you know you can't just go to and say, okay, I want to play this game or I want to listen to this content or I want to watch this TV show and have it be part of the experience, and instead it says, oh, okay, if you want to play this game, listen to this, or watch this, it's going to cost you uh, a one pound ninety nine p. That's when Apple's like, well, yeah, no, you know, we we kind of you know this is on our device through our service and we deserve a cut of whatever it is that you're trying to sell directly through our service and and that's wh- that's where the whole thing fell apart with Epic. Epic wanted to be able to sell their their V-bucks directly to users through the iOS service and not pay anything to Apple. So, you know, instead of instead of trying to come up with some kind of alternative, and there already is alternative since you can buy v bucks on plastic cards you can buy them directly through epic's website and all the rest of that uh there was absolutely no reason for apple to compromise on that at all so if if you want to sell your stuff on the most i'm you know, and I almost hesitate to say this, the, the most popular or profitable service that's available to sell stuff on, then, yeah, you know, if you put stuff in Walmart or you put stuff in Best Buy, guess what? They get a cut of it. So if you want to sell stuff through iOS, just give, you know, come up with some way between you and Apple, especially if you're, if you're a big company to sell your stuff to where both parties make out then great but to just sit there and say well Apple's a monopoly when they aren't or you know Apple shouldn't have any bit of our service even though our service wasn't popular before we were on iOS you know it's it's like it's like you can't you can't have it both ways you can't sit there and let you, whatever it is that you're doing become really popular through iOS and then not also give Apple their cut it's it's that's not really fair
1: Nope. And anyway, we all know that Epic are not in the least bit interested in um, you know, all this stuff about um Making it fairer for developers and no, they don't give a crap about that. All they, they want is to pocket their own the money. money.
0: It, that's right, it's all about making as much profit as possible for themselves, of course. And
3: that's fine, but then so sell your V bucks outside of iOS and make it so that when you log into your account in iOS, those V bucks are available to do whatever it is you want to do. You're not selling it through iOS, but let's face it, what Epic wants is in-app purchases without giving any money to Apple for that privilege.
2: Exactly. As far as I can see, um, it's Amazon have partnered with Ubisoft to bring these games. It looks like there'll be 100 games at the beginning when it you know it starts up. Um, and As far as I can see, originally uh, streaming wasn't allowed, but it's going to be allowed for this service but each game has to be submitted to the app store to, to, for it to actually be allowed to yeah. to, to work yeah. yeah yeah it's, so, it's I mean... a little bit
0: like uh, i I've, I've thought about this before it's a little bit like uh, you owning a shop or only owning, owning a store say mm. and um you sublet that store to, to someone else um on the condition that they don't sell the same kind of things that you sell mm-hmm. uh and then they and then a little while you you go to their store one day and you find that they're selling some of the stuff that you sell at a cheaper price at a cheaper price. And you say, well, hold on a minute. This is none. And they say, Oh no, no, you're just a monopoly.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But you're in my store. (laughs) <laughs> Apple must be still getting their thirty percent cut off, this. Though.
0: Yeah, I think I I just wonder sometimes whether if Apple just compromised a little, you know, make it twenty five percent perhaps, or that it, all the all the moaners would go away. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I know there are other stores that charge just as much, like, um, well, well, it, like Google. Charges like Google charges Google. Yeah, and and so I, I, I don't
1: know. And I'm I'm cold by people who know more about these things that Sony and Nintendo and Microsoft charge, you know, 50% or whatever. Um
3: Well, of- even even if it's only even if it's only 15 to 30% like like what Apple does at 30%. Yeah. These these are exclusive exclusive deals to sell content through single platforms. So the Xbox and PlayStation and the Wii and iOS these, are, these are, are single platforms that aren't open to other people to just come in and sell their yeah, stuff. So right. you can't, you know, if you want to proclaim that Apple is a monopoly because iOS, you know, only, you can only buy stuff through the iOS store. Well, then you better start, you better start looking at Sony and you better start looking at Microsoft and you better start looking at all of these other platforms that only allow things to be sold through their service. It's a Whenever bit like I, uh, like going you.
2: into a store with you know, going into a, a restaurant and then bringing your own meal in, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: I don't think yeah, yeah, very they frown about at that,
3: that. yeah, they kind of frown at
1: that, they tend not to like that very much, do they? Um, huh. there we are.
2: Um, There's, I know they keep going on about this 30%, but my understanding was after a year or two, that reduces.
3: So well, not, not 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 for in-app purchases. It's for other types of content. It's
2: for subscriptions. If
1: you if you retain yeah. a subscriber for the, mm-hmm. the first year, you give Apple thirty percent of the subscription fee, and for subsequent years that they continue to be subscribed, you only have to pay fifteen percent. Right?
3: Or, yeah. Or whatever whatever the percentages are, but it goes down for yeah. subscribers.
1: But in-app purchases are thirty percent flat yeah. rate, you know.
3: Right, but at the same time, if you get like, say, you're the New York Times, or what's a what's a newspaper in the UK, um, uh, oh, Times okay. of London, or yeah. or whatever, and you sign up someone through your website at whatever whatever that charge is. And then they, on their iOS device, whether it's an iPad or an iPhone, log into that service. Well, Apple gets none of that. And Apple doesn't make any bones about it. It's like, you sign them up through your own store, so, yeah, they can they can look at that content from here until the cows come home, as, as long as it's not an in-app purchase through your iOS device.
2: Exactly. The, the thing I would love to see them do is allow you to actually download an app and trial it. Um because too many times you've bought uh, an app or you've paid for a um, premier upgrade to find it's absolutely useless. Um, I did that yesterday, did an upgrade or the Premiere upgrade uh, in Wid- Widgeridoo, I think that's how they pronounce it. And to be honest, it was a waste of money. I can't get the thing to work.
0: I I think that Apple took an early decision that the app store prices were priced at such a point where it wasn't worth... I mean, I agree. To a certain extent, I agree with you, uh, particularly if you're spending a bit on
2: uh, Yeah, that that, that was okay in the days when you paid 99 pence for an app, but now you're paying like £3, £4 or more... um, I, it's become more expensive. It has. Yeah, I've are...
1: probably paid for quite a lot of apps which I which I never use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if well, that that's that's one thing. But if you've bought something, Jim, in the last mm-hmm. day or so. And it doesn't work or doesn't do what you want. If you contact Apple, they will refund you. Yeah. Oh, they will. Yeah. Mm. Um, if you contact them, I think it's in, in the first few days and say, I've paid for this app mm. and uh, it doesn't work or doesn't work correctly or doesn't do what I want, they will refund you. Um, right. look up then. that. I, I recovered about £85 one time when um, my daughter un, unwittingly uh, joined one of these I don't know. It was yoga or something, and it, you know, it was free allegedly, but in the small print for the first seven days, and then you'll be charged eighty five pound for a yearly subscription. Oh right. Yeah. And when it appeared on my, you know, my Apple bill, I rang them up and said, "Somebody subscribed to this by accident, um, and we don't want it." And she was like, "Okay, that's not a problem. Um, we'll refund you. It takes about seven days to get your money back." Now,
2: hmm. is that um, is that through the iTunes or is that through the App Store? Um. I'm, would, I'm still on uh, Yosemite.
1: Yeah. Um. You, I'm not sure exactly. You can there, if you dig, there is a way to do it. Right. The other thing is, um, on your thing about free trials, I hmm. think didn't they at the WWDC say something about they were going to start a new, um, a new kind of code service where um developers could issue codes for for sort of free trials. I think so. They said something about that, which it was it was not exactly the free trial kind of concept that um, developers were after, but it's better than the one at the moment where you either have to have a light app that you have in-app purchases for, or because um, you can't do like time limited trials, can you on on iOS? Not like no. you, not like you no. can on the Mac. You can you know you can download I don't know like for example Rogue Amoeba. I think you can da- you can download all of their tools for free and try them. Um, and they're either limited or time limited. Um, you know lots of developers do that on the Mac. You can install something and it will be fully featured for fourteen days or thirty days, and then it will basically after that say if you want to continue to use this app you have to pay me. Um, you can't do that on iOS. Um, uh, I've I've
0: I googled um request a refund for apps and it says go to reportaproblem.apple.com right. and sign in with your apple ID and password and if you see report or report a problem button next to the item that you want to request a refund for click it and then follow the instructions on the page choose the reason why you want to refund and submit your request
2: okay could you put that in the show um in the I can why please yeah. Oh. yeah no problem
1: okay. i put it in the show notes actually we'll put that in the show right. notes Um, Well, I'll copy it
0: into into WIRE to start with, shall we? Yeah.
1: Um, I mentioned the COVID-19 app earlier. Um, It was released. I downloaded it straight away um, because, as I said, I must put my money where my mouth is. Um, Unfortunately, there was um, a bit of a major cock-up in that apparently, initially, um, you could not self-report a test result if you got it via... Uh, the n h s at a hospital or the office of national statistics uh random sampling or uh in uh was it english health whatever it is um which made up about thirty two percent of all the tests <laughs> oops. um oops um there was uh once that started to spread um online that if you had a you know an n h s test or a uh Office of National Statistics test. You could not. You would not get a code to be entered into the into the app. Uh, that blew up. Uh, there was immediately, or reasonably quickly, uh, some stuff put out saying we're working hard to uh, resolve this. And um, now uh, they say a minority of people, such as hospital patients who were unable to log their positive result, will now be able to request a code when they are contacted by NHS test and trace so um maybe not
0: this is probably this is probably because they haven't had enough time to test it and why would that be oh mm. because they decided to go their own way for about six months
1: indeed <laughs> there we go so a bit of a brouhaha uh apparently uh that's at least partially fixed and if you get a positive test via the hospital or otherwise you will be contacted and able to request a uh, the code to enter into your app but yes that's good that's the point isn't it that's the point but of the not, whole thing not not a great look though is it yes we've uh, yeah. we've issued an app which 33% of tests are uh, cannot be entered into there we go um i've got a link here to a video which offers a look at the apple face mask uh that's on mac rumors
3: yeah that's actually a really cool face you know being an apple fanboy it's like oh apple only makes the best face mask it's like oh for god's sake <laughs> but the the way that 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 works it even has like the, the little pinch thing up by the bridge of your nose so that you can you can tighten it a little bit a little bit much or a little bit more uh, at the bridge of your nose, so that it doesn't like slip down. It, it's like those those little itty bitty design details is is just so cool. And who, whoever a, makes it, it
0: is it made of aluminium, and does it have beveled beveled edges? No, <laughs> but
3: it,
1: it does have a white background. So
3: I'm thinking Johnny Ive had a hand in it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's I, really thin. I think I read somewhere else that they also developed a clear one. Yes, for oh right. Um,
3: I for think people that... who who are like like the deaf, no, oh, yes, you know, if you're he- if you're hearing impaired and like read lips,
2: yes, this and...
3: yeah, that they made a clear one for that.
2: Is this the mask we're talking about? I was a wee bit distracted there, uh, re- re- getting my refund. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: Yes, the mask. it's a, the it's computer. the mask. Yes, the right.
2: um... uh, the chap that does unbox therapies. the nice video of the, the masks and the paper ones look exceedingly good um yeah. well designed they not only have a wee, a wee kind of claw clip for flashing behind your head so you're not actually pulling your ears off oh uh, right okay that's good uh but also the way it fits around your nose and chin uh was really really good because the biggest problem i have with paper masks is steaming up my glasses um, yeah so I've had a hard hard time trying to find something that actually does the job. I managed to find uh, a cloth mask on Amazon, which is you know really good. But I'd love to see Apple bring these out um, for sale. The only catch is they, they, they describe them as uh, reusable, but uh, I think it's like eight or ten times you can reuse them, then you have to throw them away. Oh right. Yeah, you know, so they're not completely reusable. You know, indefinite. But no, I suppose none of. But they look good. Um, well, it was less. I think it was less sold than the uh, clear one. Uh, it wasn't quite as good, but if you if you can find that on YouTube, it's a good. video.
0: Well, that's the uh, that's the. It's in the link in the show notes. Takes you to that unbox therapy. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. Excellent. I'm yeah. quite
1: impressed with that mask the design. Yes, it, it looked very slick. I have to admit. So there we go. Um, Apple Watch Series Three users have been complaining of random reboots and other bugs after updating to Watch OS Seven. Um, and I can confirm this, even though I was on the the beta. Um, the random reboots haven't bothered me that much. Just just occasionally you'll look at your watch and it will be the Apple logo or just a black screen when it's you know rebooting um what i have had um more of is uh i look at my watch it shows me the time and then it shows me the number pad because it's uh locked itself even though it's not been off my wrist um so oh, no. i can confirm that um however that touch wood so far since i've upgraded to the latest beta which i think is 7.2 or something anyway not Higher than the 701, which is the current official. Um, I'm now on the latest beta, and that problem does seem to have gone away.
2: Um, Jolly good.
1: So there you go. a
2: big surf coming out.
1: Nobody knows. Mm. We have no dates yet. Nobody knows. Um, yeah okay. Um, And Guy and I are both waiting for it to go, uh, you know, officially live because... Then, or very shortly afterwards, no doubt, Rogue Amoeba will release their um, updated apps for Big Sur. And then yeah. Will, um... Well, it's why I, I, don't
3: have, I don't have the beta on my main machine. And, and that's something that, you know, Apple made the betas available to basically anyone who wanted them. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's listening to this show, if you're running beta software... On your main machine, don't be surprised if things break.
1: Well, the um the thing is, particularly with rogue amoeba, because when we've had uh, Paul Kafarsis on this show, he's yes said that basically because um the beta program, you know, often major changes can be made in the over the course of the betas. He does not put out betas of his um software. He concentrates on having his software ready to go on release day. Um which is fair enough because it relies on yeah. the the audio capture engine and he doesn't do yeah, it, bakers. Engines, yeah. yeah, he well, doesn't hope
0: let's hope they don't announce it the same way they did Yeah. At the uh, the IOS updates and things, you know, yeah, tomorrow.
1: Mm. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. I'm I'm sure they probably won't. But um yeah. I mean that it... Most things. I've not found anything else, by the way, that doesn't work um, in uh, Big Sur. But yeah, uh, you
3: well, and well, snowball, remember though. as well that 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 the that, that Big Sur isn't just about an updated operating system, but this is going to be the first OS for uh, the new Macs running silicone processors. Yes, yeah, and chances are most app developers are going to have to make big changes to their software based on that as well.
1: Also true. Yeah. Also very true. So, unsurprisingly. Um. But yes, I'm, I'm keenly awaiting the arrival of the official launch of Big Sur so that uh, Paul Kephasis will release updated versions of his... Yes. Uh, applications which those of us who podcast often rely on there we go
2: yeah um i won't
3: be i won't be updating the big sir on my main machine until that happens
2: no exactly um are you looking at going for um silicon mark at all guy
3: i am undecided until i see what the first generation looks like mm-hmm. i remember the the first generation of intel Macs were um uh, what did they call those? Uh,
1: they were core solos, most of them. So they core, were... yeah
3: core solo yeah, mm. and it, like within six to eight months they had the core duos out, which put them to shame.
1: Mm. And, and then so shortly I... after that, the core two duo,
2: which yeah. Um... So
3: I'm I'm kind of hesitant to to get a new Mac until probably the second gen, mm. at the very least.
2: I think a lot of it boils down to is what Macs will come out with the chips. Yes. Um...
3: Well, well, I'm yeah, hoping I'm hoping that they're going to look at their entire line and make some big changes. Honestly, I am not, even though I have one, not a big fan of the iMac. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that if your computer goes wonky, you've all you basically have is a monitor. Or if the monitor goes wonky, all you have is a computer. And if either one of those goes bad, you could just lose the entire thing. There's no way to get into it. There's there's no way to do any repairs. So, I mean, I, I have one because it's the most powerful machine that Apple makes at a reasonable price that will do the things that I want it to do. Mm. But the just the concept of the iMac, I, I'm not a fan of.
1: Well, the, the original concept... um, I was a big fan of, but of course in the early IMAX, um, getting into them wasn't that difficult. Um, if you no, remember, you the, could,
3: you could make big changes. What, you're talking about the teardrop ones.
1: Uh, no, I was thinking more of the, like the white plastic ones when they did 17 and 20 inch oh, yeah. IMAX, yeah, but yeah, yeah. that those, you kind of, you could lay them down, take the couple of screws out, take the back off. Um, yeah, you were good. Yeah. And even the, um, early aluminum ones, you could take the glass off. Without um special tools, you just needed a couple of rubber suckers to pull them off the magnets um, I, I
0: think for the i think for the for what they were i e all in one computers they were a, they were the best of their kind yes uh, they're just not designed for
1: people who want to upgrade their computers they 've become story. they've become ever more difficult to repair even by professionals you
3: know? yeah. yes i mean the the whole The whole obsession that Apple had for years with making desktop computers thinner and thinner, I've never understood. Who cares? None of us have ever understood that. If it's sitting on your freaking desk. Now, all right, even for that matter, even laptops, I understand weight, trying to reduce weight, but how thin a computer is, even a laptop, absolutely means nothing.
2: I think with Johnny's going now, that's. Being reversed because you, if you look at the the latest uh, MacBooks uh, Pros that came out, yeah, it's actually a little thicker. Yeah, slightly thicker. Yeah, Johnny was just going too far.
0: I mean, I like the I, I like the iMacs, but I like most of Apple stuff. They just tend to price themselves out of my price bracket, and hence, my first iMac was a 24-inch uh, Intel iMac. My next machine was a uh, 2011 Mac Mini, and then I went to a 21.5-inch iMac, and now I'm back with another a newer Mac Mini, last year Mac Mini. Uh, I mean, it's what? great that they, they make the Mac Mini, but, um, uh, and I like the all in one of it. You know, for some people, having a, you know, a computer that has a camera built in, and, uh, you know, that's all they want, and I understand that, but, uh, but they are a bit pricey. Yes. I'm
2: currently on a 13-inch uh, 2013 MacBook Pro. Um, for me to replace that, it would the be a Mac Mini or the the low-end iMacs. Yeah. There's no way I could afford to replace the laptop. No, that's
0: right. Actually, the Mac Mini's... I mean, I've always thought the Mac Mini's been underestimated. Quite a lot of... You used When I had the first one, people used to talk about it being you know a sort of oh it's a good media server or it's a good whatever but the fact is the map mini was always a good computer Mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it using it as a computer i got the original uh, one and the modern mac minis as well i mean i've got a six core one and uh, the, it's a good little machine yeah, still yeah still to, me, to me
3: to me on, the only problem with the mac mini has always been it's it's lack of support for uh graphics you know they always they always put in not always but yeah over the last yeah, few years you it's been yeah, it's, if you're but, but I'm not it's a game not even either. really about games it, it's it's like if if because i do i use some video editing and things along those lines and you need something more unless you have a lot of yeah. time you need something more than intel integrated graphics to make that work at at a, at a I, I agree
0: level. i agree but a nine times out of ten it's all the people who want to do video processing that that want that power and that an awful lot of people who own computers don't need it well that's true. that's true um you know, I, 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 and well, I, for
3: example, I, I got my, my, my brother, my brother was on a 2007 20 uh, inch iMac last year, called me up and wanted to replace his hard drive. And I was like, why are you spending any money at all on a 2007 <laughs> iMac? And I happened to have at the time, because I got it at a really good price. It was the 2012 quad core i7 Mac mini. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was just an amazing, an amazing little 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 mac and so I, I gave him that i put in a, a one ter ssd and and updated the memory to 16 gigs which was about as far as that machine would go and he bought keyboard mouse and a and a 27 inch monitor oh and a webcam and he was he was good to go and it cost him like almost nothing yeah and yeah, here I, we are with a computer that's 8 years old and it's doing everything that he needs it to do which yeah, is the power yeah. which is the power of the mac and the mac os
0: Indeed. And uh, what, what I fully intend to do before I um, replace the church uh, Mac Mini, which is my 2011 one, um, is to give it a go at streaming. Just see sure. how it copes. I mean, it might, I don't think it will, but we'll give it a go.
1: You never know. You never know. You never know. It might be, you know, it might have more.
0: It's got 16 it It's got 16 gig of memory and it's got an SSD in it. So, well, then uh, uh, we'll I would see.
1: say there's a reasonably good chance that that will cope, to be honest.
0: Yeah. It's the amount, it's the amount of, because enc- when you're streaming, you're actually encoding videos. you Yes, go, and on the fly. fly. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it yeah. doesn't sound, that doesn't sound too, you know, anemic a machine. I'll be honest. That sounds, you know, you might uh, be. Well, we'll see. I'll the let, problem, it, I'll the let problem, you know.
3: The problem lies in when you're doing multiple... Streams at the same time, so if if you've got multiple cameras or you're constantly making because with the way streaming works, the way that it encodes the video, it's for the most part it's only encoding the parts that change.
0: Yes, that's correct.
3: So if you've got like a static background and you've got a single person moving, well then your you know how much that you need to change as far as the encoding process is relatively small, and something like a Mac Mini would do really really well. But if you have if you're someplace and there's lots of people moving around or constantly changing light source, then you're gonna to start to struggle with something like the Mac mini.
0: Okay, it will be interesting to see.
1: I'll yeah. let you know. <laughs> yep. There we go. Right. Almost um,
3: almost like I know what I'm talking about. Almost, <laughs> almost like he knows what he's talking very about. Convincing very good. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as, as long as it sounds convincing. That's the part that I've always wondered about.
1: Oh dear. <laughs> right. What else have we got? A couple of quick stories. Um if you have a 4K Roku TV or device, uh, later this year, a selection of 4K Roku devices will gain uh, AirPlay 2 and HomeKit. So, um, yeah. there you go. If the, Putting another
3: nail in the coffin of the Apple TV is hard.
1: Well, I tell you what, um, my boy um, wanted a TV in his room. And we said, okay, we'll give you a go at it. Um, so I bought a uh, Roku HD Express, I think it was. Uh, it's it does 1080p, but not 4K. But that's all right because the telly's not 4K. Um, and it cost twenty five pounds. Um, <laughs> and you yeah. can get, you know, iPlayer, ITV Hub, all four, uh, whatever the Channel Five one is. The Roku channel. Um, you can get Apple TV on it. You yep. can get um, Amazon Netflix. I'm not sure about Disney Plus. You may even be able to get Disney Plus on it. Um, that's a fraction of the price of an Apple TV.
3: Yeah, two hundred dollars.
1: With uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't do games, and it doesn't have um. I don't think it has much in the way of storage or whatever. But if you just want to connect a TV so that you can stream stuff, which is what he wants, you know, he wants to be able to watch YouTube and um, Amazon and Netflix um, and the like. That's why would you buy an Apple TV these days? You know, no um, reason. Yeah. No reason yeah, precisely. And it's got I mean, a better rung. I like my, I like my <laughs> Apple TV. I like As my well, Apple. I, t-
3: I, I've got two of them. And you they're know? connected up to both TVs in the house. But, but you're I'm, right. If you I'm were recommending it one. I'm not anticipating no. seeing one. I don't think I'll be buying another
1: one. No. no and yeah. I, you know, I I do like my Apple TV and I'm pleased, you know, very pleased uh, with the time I've had from it. But, you know, my TV now supports most of those services yeah. on its yeah. own. It's true. Um, As I say, the dumb TV that we got for the boy does not support anything. Um, and we don't have any like, um, aerial or satellite connection anymore. So the Roku box connected directly to the, you know, the mesh network in the house and he's got access to all those services and it costs 25 pounds. It makes, no, I can't see Apple, uh, going anywhere with the Apple TV any, anymore.
0: Yeah. And as I say, as you say, with modern, with modern TVs, one of the nice things, so, um, not last January, but the January before, we bought a couple of um, 72-inch um, screens for church uh, to go up at the front of church. And, of course, they're LG um, machines, and they've got all the smart TV stuff on them. So um, we have uh, scouts and guides and things down at the church, and they, they can use... Sometimes they'll have a, an evening there, a sleepover, and they'll watch a movie or two. And, of course, all that someone has to do is rock up with their... Um,
1: netflix account or whatever and plug it in yeah,
0: yeah. And, uh, and they can watch what they like on them so and that's without to plug in anything
1: yeah exactly so there we go um marcus brownlee uh you know who's well known um if you've seen all this stuff around twitter of people making weird and wonderful um customized home screens with custom icons and all, all sorts of other uh tomfoolery um, Marcus Brownlee has a YouTube video called the Ultimate iOS 14 Home Screen Setup Guide where he describes three different levels from the basic how to put widgets and things onto your home screen all the way up to how to do the full-blown um, customization with all your own icons and everything. And it's about oh, 10 minutes to watch that. It's a good video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it explains how to do it. So if any of you are keen enough to make all your own icons so that no one else can use your phone and you get confused about where you put everything, go ahead. There you go. Right, uh, we'll wrap up with a couple of other... um, This was via Twitter, but it's an NSA document. Ooh, the NSA. Um, Zoom does not score too badly against many other popular choices, Um, and they have a comparison chart... Showing um, what services you know offer encryption and so on, and uh... oh, that's good.
0: I noticed, um, I don't know whether it's been there all the while, it may have been, but uh, I noticed that when you're in a meeting now, um, if you click on the information thing in the top left hand corner, if you're the host, not only can you see all the details of the meeting, but it actually says what part of the world your your, um, your servers are coming from. Oh, so no, so i checked I, on saturday and it was somewhere in the netherlands
1: apparently yeah, i'm sure that well. that's probably that's probably new but they've you know to be honest zoom got ragged on um and possibly rightly to some extent but they were a little you know they were yeah. this little company <laughs> producing a, little a tool yeah. um which some people were using and something happened i'm not quite sure what and they went you know global viral ballistic and uh all of a sudden had to, you know, up their game.
2: Um... But, I'm still, wary of using it, to be honest with you, I mean, I got an invite to go into a meeting tonight, uh, about seven o'clock, and I probably wouldn't do it.
0: Um,
2: it's, I mean, still, it's still 30, about it.
0: there's thirty million people in the in the, in the world mm. using it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's,
2: it's. It's probably just my tinfoil hat. Always, yeah, and they, you know, yeah, they you stepped need to their game it up. Jim. up.
1: Yeah, yeah, they have they have <laughs> stepped their game up quite considerably. They made a lot of big improvements. Um,
0: yeah, you know, the last release was quite a biggie.
1: Yeah, uh, and they've made a lot of it. And anyway, the NSA there, compare them against. Um, and if you look, uh, it's it's actually probably more secure than Skype for Business or Microsoft Teams or oh. um, several others. If you look at their chart, it uh, the, the only two I could spot that decidedly, you know, oh, sorry, three that decidedly outgun them are WebEx, which is Cisco, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um. But that's been a, f- a long time. That's very expensive to use, um, but very secure. Telegram, unsurprisingly, as they, you know, uh, tout themselves as a privacy-focused service, and Wire, um, which of course is the paid for. I'm sorry, who? Wire.
3: Oh, I missed that last one. The other one you
2: see <laughs> the other one you usually see on um some of the YouTube videos of uh American news channels is uh, uh
1: Cisco. Yes, that's Web WebEx. That's Web, WebEx that
2: WebEx. That yeah. right. okay. I've mm. used
1: WebEx at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh we used WebEx for our Mac user group for a little while. Um because our chairman uh, this was when Zoom, you know, when the pandemic first caused everybody to lock down. And there was concerns about Zoom at that time, all the news about how insecure it was. So we used WebEx for a couple of meetings. But then um, when Zoom made a load of changes um, and upped their game, we went back to Zoom because it's so much easier to use than WebEx, to be
2: honest. Yeah. The one that doesn't seem to get mentioned much is um, FaceTime. Yeah. it's it's multi- multiple uh, user.
0: Yeah. I've, never,
1: I've never heard of anyone using it.
2: Mm-hmm. No. Um, because they made the big it, thing it, about uh, you could have a whole lot of people on it. Yeah,
1: they do, but it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't offer any of the services that things like Zoom do, like breakout rooms and you know yeah. private chatter and, and a whole load it'll of other. It'll only
0: work if you're all, It'll only work if you're all on our, on Apple stuff. So
1: yeah, and uh, you got to be on what iOS thirteen or later for the for the multiple. Big thing, I can't remember. I can't remember, but it's too restrictive. I think it's too restrictive. It it, it realistically, FaceTime was never really designed to do more than be a one to one video call, was it? That was its no, that's right. It's it was you know, it's its initial in intention was look, you know, you can from your Mac or your or your phone or your iPad you can you know call the grandkids and that sort of thing it was never really in in, in designed to be a multi-user uh, thing there we go um apparently uh Alexa I'm being pulled over Ring has announced a new in-car camera which can record police interactions if you simply say to it Alexa I'm being pulled over um that's <laughs> from the business insider um yeah except, except now Amazon
3: would know that you know, you're doing something to get you pulled over by the police. <laughs>
1: there or we no, go. no,
3: Alexa is Google, isn't
1: it? No, Alexa no, is Amazon. No, Alexa is Amazon. Amazon. Okay, yeah. so there then you'll go. start
3: seeing things in people's sidebar, how to not get pulled over by the police.
1: <laughs> 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 um, after last week, when we talked about the default browsers, Brave has now uh, added support to be an iOS 14 default app. Um, told you more would be coming, didn't I? Um
2: i did i have tried try that um and it seems to be unable to open up uh links and news stories you know you can put in your comments it doesn't seem to want to open them
1: no oh, okay there we go that's jim's <laughs> jim's damning yeah. review of that doesn't no, seem to work it
2: just seems to be a bug uh, okay want to, yeah. um it's got its own vpn built time which is quite good yeah um
1: yeah. Uh, I've got a, a, a link here to ours Technica as well. When coffee makers demand a ransom, you know IoT is screwed. Um, it's a, <laughs> just, it's a f- just
3: pay it, just yeah, pay just, it. Pay it. yeah. just pay it, just pay it. Don't a, even
1: think about it. It's a, it's a <laughs> quite a, a funny read. Um, it's, you know, it's uh, a researcher who decided to kind of figure out um, how we could hack this coffee maker which he bought because it when you turn it on it turns on a default unsecured um ssid um and well go go read the piece uh the bloke admits that you know the work he went to to do this is not really a viable um attack vector but uh he points out just how dangerous it is. he he made it um, squirt water and f- you know, bleep and flashlights and demand a (laughs) ransom. Um, It's quite involved. It's quite involved. uh, But it was, it's an interesting read and quite fun. And reminds me of the, uh, you know, the cautionary tale from Wired, which I've shared before. Uh, Was it... Um, Nightmare on Connected Street or whatever it was called. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. which has got similar things about the radio playing songs he doesn't like and uh, cooker <laughs> burning his toast and everything else. Um, there we are. Uh, worth a chirp here. Um, this is from Dougie. Uh, if anybody's looking for a cross-platform, open-source, text expander replacement, which is free, uh, then take a look at es- espanso.org. Um, and he says, "I am really enjoying using this, and I have dumped my text expander subscription." So there you go. If, uh, uh, there you go. Mm. There we are. And uh, the just a snippet, which is also quite amusing, is uh, "Broadband old TV caused village broadband outages for eighteen months." Uh, that's on the BBC, <laughs> um, and that's quite a funny read. I'm pretty sure their broadband can't have been very good but apparently uh, a guy on the edge of the village had a very old TV, which he turned on every morning at 7.30, probably to watch the news, um, and it would basically... Uh, destroy the village broadband until we yeah, turned that, that, it that's off The truth is the truth is they hadn't actually got a clue what was causing the broadband
0: to be poor, but it was a good scapegoat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But um apparently since he stopped turning it on, uh the problems have at least uh, you know, gone away. There we are. <laughs> that's it's an amusing read. It's not a you know, just a short little snippet. Um and there you go. Well, we've been going for quite a long time. I might have to do some fairly heavy trimming or it's going to be a very, very, very long show. Or I might split it into two if I've got enough. Um, yeah, remember we talked for about an hour before we actually started. <laughs> yeah. That is true. That is true.
0: We were well, talking... because
2: from... some
1: people just don't know how to shut up. <laughs> <Some people>. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, there we go. So... Uh, What we will do, I think, is we will wrap the show up and then we will go over John, who is back in his hardware store, with uh, a new product to review for us. So, hooray, um, hooray. yes, welcome back, John. Um, So, uh, let's start with Guy. Shill all of your uh, content.
3: Oh, my God god there's so much uh you can find me on the twitter i am mac barrett as i have been for many many years and a relatively new one which is vert shark uh coincidentally enough (laughs) kind of slides over to the the vert shark.com website where you can find all of my stuffs uh, I'm the co-host along with Gazmas of the MyMac.com podcast. We've been doing that since 2009, I believe. Uh, and on top of that, I also do the Mac to the Future livecast at 8 p.m. on Wednesday evenings at uh, Eastern Standard Time. So I'm guessing most people listening to this show will already be asleep. Uh, that is the Mac to the Future livecast. <laughs> And then I do something really weird, which is Guy's Daily Drive, where I record myself while driving to work. That's it's also a, uh You can find that over on YouTube. Uh, not YouTube. Um, actually, it's done. I do that live on Facebook. But the past shows you can find on YouTube or over at Earthshark.
1: Or in your podcatcher of choice, of right. course. Um, yeah. And as you say, it is Guy yeah. driving and recording a show, but not necessarily yeah. every day. Two out of three ain't bad, as they yeah,
2: say. Yeah, yeah.
1: There we go. Uh, Jim?
2: Uh, on Flickr, as was the SRPS paint shop um, in the Slack group uh, on Vimeo, but you'll find the link to that in the show notes. And if anyone's interested, we have a Flickr group for the Essential Apple podcast. Uh, send me a, a link and I'll let you join in. Yep, there we go. Links to like. all that stuff is in the show notes. Yep, just send a check as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly, Nick.
0: Uh, you can very occasionally catch me on Twitter. I'm Spligosh, S P L I G O S H, and you can hear me over on um, um, I was going to say Guy <laughs> no, on on Bart's uh, uh, Bart's show occasionally. Uh, yeah. And in fact, you can hear me on the um the MyMac podcast very occasionally. Um, I-, I dial their number plus one seven zero two four three six nine five zero one, and um, uh, and, and and chat to them there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you
3: know i actually forgot to put that number in which uh is one or plus one outside of the united states 703
0: 436 9501 oh yeah got it wrong
3: although i i actually have no idea who would have 702 436 9501 i'm yeah. now almost tempted to call it to find out <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh dear. right I uh, of course can be found on the Twitters as at Serenak and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K uh, the show tweets occasionally under Essential Apple all of our stuff is over at EssentialApple.com as I mentioned last week Mark's been uh, putting some stuff on there so if you haven't visited recently go over there you'll find uh, Mark has put some videos and things up uh we are, of course, all in the slack room where lots of hilarity and uh, chatter goes on, uh, where you can find people like uh, Donnie and uh, all of us and uh, Dougie occasionally and others. Uh, and we will have a fine old time. So if you want to join that, follow the link in the show notes. Um, Thank you to all the people who support us as ever in all the usual ways, be that financially or by... Battering at their friends until they give in and listen. Um, That'll learn. Re- yeah, <laughs> indeed, that will teach them. Uh, retweeting our stuff, etc. And uh, with that, I think we will sign off and uh, go over to John. So, from us, it's goodbye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Cheerio.
1: Take it away, John. <laughs>
4: Nemo's Hardware Store is back just in time for the fall cycling and hiking season with the Free Move Hydration Backpack. That's F-R-E-E-M-O-V-E. The website is F-M, as in Free Move, fm com. We will have the link in our show notes here on this episode of Essential Apple Podcast. I've taken it out and I filled it with water and I've made sure that the water comes through into my mouth when I bite gently on the rubber tip the bladder fills up easily it's very very high quality incredibly versatile has lots of pouches and pockets and ways to secure it to yourself it's really ruggedly built several different components to it it's got a cooler bag a bladder a nice little backpack and accessory pouch highest quality for under $50 only $48 in the U.S. So what I did today is I took it out for a test drive. And then what I'm going to do next time is actually do a recording when I'm out using it. So let's find the link for the Free Move Hydration Backpack. They call it 3-in-1 Black. And they call it the most complete all-in-one hydration accessory. Well, I've never used any of the competitors. This is my first time using a product like this. And I'm hooked. You can get it up to 10 liters capacity. I got the 2-liter reservoir and cooler bag. You've got a thermally insulated water-resistant bag. It's leak-proof. I mean, you can read all about it on the website. It's just excellent. What they've done is they've examined all the competition. They've built a better hydration backpack. It works great. The instructions are written in English. The instructions take a little while to understand what they actually mean. If you've ever used something like this before, you'll figure it out in two seconds. But for me, using it for the first time took me a while to figure out what they actually mean. But once I figured it out, it's very easy to fill it up, rinse it out, get the water out of it, use the cooler bag, put stuff in it. It just works great. And I was very impressed. I've been waiting a long time, I must admit, to take this thing out for a test drive between the forest fires and the extreme heat here in southern Arizona. I had a couple of injuries. This was not the best cycling summer for me. But now that it's cooling off a little bit, I'm going to be out on the cycling trail and the hiking trail as often as I can with the 2-liter reservoir and cooler bag from the FreeMove Hydration Backpack 3-in-1. Amazon US $48 will try to get the price in your country. So if you've ever wanted to use something like this to carry your water with you, you can even go up to 10 liters with a different configuration that they have. But the one that we have for review is 2 liters from fm-freemove.com, superior product We really look forward to using it on the bike trail for a nice long trip where I can use up all two liters of that water and feel the weight on my back go down. Thanks for listening and Nemo's Hardware Store will be back soon with an actual road trail test of the Free Move Hydration Backpack 2 Liters 3-in-1.
1: And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the MyMac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows, like the MyMac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David,
3: Some people like their livecasts to be informative to the point, provocative and timely. The Mac to the Future livecast is some of those things, but we won't say which ones. Join Dave Ginsberg, Guy Searle, and Warren Sklar for a weekly dose of Apple Fun every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on Facebook or in the Mac to the Future Facebook group. it's like with audio i've been working at it for 15 years <laughs> one of these days i'll get it right
0: are you using your road your road uh, Podcaster?
3: no this is I, i've this is my uh my pr40 going to the behringer uh umc 404 hd interface
0: all right i heard you i, I heard you earlier on talking to gaz on sunday so.
3: yeah i actually haven't listened because usually i judge how well the audio went by listening to it in my car i know that's uh, right weird, yeah yeah no i know
0: what you mean yeah. yeah
3: but that's where most people are going to hear it so and gaz for whatever reason just using the road podcaster and i think like some effects in audio hijack he sounds fantastic <laughs> yeah. and in the meantime i'm you know, I've got like this, this $300 microphone going to a $200 interface through a a $200 preamp and a $200 compressor. And it's like, nothing is working the way I want it to. (laughs) God damn it.
0: Well, I'm using a, I'm using a, um, I think it cost me 27 quid uh, microphone. uh, That's, um, it's got a, uh, XLR connector on the bottom, but it also plugs directly into USB. That's all it is.
3: Oh, it's probably what, the Samsung Q2U?
0: No, no, no. It's not a well-known name. It's a, a company called Fifine. Fuff, Fifine.
3: Oh, Fifine. Yeah. And it, it's got both USB and XLR?
0: Well, the XLR, yeah, there's an XLR socket in the bottom, but the cable that comes with it is XLR to USB.
3: Really? Can you can you
0: get a, a picture of that or, or a model number? Uh, yeah. We've talked about this before, haven't we? I can't remember what model it is. <laughs> yeah i can do okay it's a, as it's i say it's uh it wasn't expensive and yeah. um, i am very pleased always, with it
3: i'm always on the market for more microphones that i'll never use
0: <laughs> <laughs> to go in your display cabinet that you were talking about with yeah. gas
3: yeah yeah i've got like five six microphones on my desk right now no sorry One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven microphones <laughs> and I'm, I'm using one,
2: of course. <laughs> of course. I'm just using a, a cheap 17 pound megaphone.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. You did, didn't you? That sounds fine too.
2: Oh, as something I've got to
0: ask you, guy. Sure. It's, it's a really important question. Uh-uh. <laughs> what's happened? What's happened to point three? Oh, um, we kind we kind of decided. Because
3: the, the 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 third section was was mostly just us screwing around, growing in how to find us and our contact and all the rest of that, and it was like you know let's let's just stop with the the, the second break. And honestly, it makes my job easier because I don't ah. have to edit edit that second or that you know edit the second ad
0: break. So this is the and, reason we go straight into Gaza's tips now.
3: Yeah, well and the other thing the other thing is I get very very little in the way of of new ads from the other people in, in the network, Simon. Mm. So <laughs> I know I need
1: to do another one, I know.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I mean I've been using the same one from Bart for like 5 years, 6 years, and it and it, it's a good ad, but after a while it's like uh, can mm. we can we get something new, you know, just
1: <laughs> throw something together. It did so, ex- actually i did bart did at one point say to you i think they're doing a new a new ad and he said i don't know what to do and i like the one we've got and it's really like you know does its job yeah yeah, yeah. So, but
3: it it is you know but it, it does become it does become kind of an issue trying to trying, and i've opened up you know i i don't know if do either one of you two guys do any other podcast besides jumping on simon's uh, no. Occasionally with Bart, but that's all. Okay, okay. Because uh, I was going to say, if you if you do other podcasts, you know, have them send me ads. I don't care. I'll play. I'll I'll play other people's ads outside of the network. Right now, the the the, the I've got one from elisa for geekiest show ever as one that was made this year uh i i don't have one from tim for from
1: this year no they're all ancient and they
3: yeah they're really really old and i i don't know why i, I can't get new ones and, and every once in a while i will actually go on to the MyMac um mail you know mailbox and say hey need new ads everyone and then i don't hear anything
0: so, <laughs> like okay obviously far too busy making shows
3: yeah. Well i mean, so that's why I put in sometimes I'll put in one for uh the Mac to the Future show or uh, I don't think I've done one for, for Guy's Daily Drive, but that's such an odd show that I, I'm not sure I actually want other people to listen to it. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> actually, Nick, if you wanna if you wanna know what happened to uh point three, yeah, ch- check the daily drives because there is um one where Guy talks about that, actually. Oh, right. is there? I've forgotten about that. Yeah, you talk yeah. about why why you were changing the format for the MyMac show.
3: Oh, right, right, right,
1: right. Oh, I like, right. I like the fact that you change it about occasionally. It's, uh, keeps well, on you kind of
3: time. have to, especially, you know, I mean, Gaz and I have been doing it now for like 11 and a half years.
0: And yeah, it's a long time. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, we started with, I think it was show 285, and we just did 819. Yeah. It's a weekly show. And there not are some changing. weeks that we have missed. That's a lot of shows. <laughs> so, and, and the the crazy thing is, it's not really even our show. It still belongs to Tim. <laughs> so, at any time, he could decide that you know that you know he wants to do the MyMac show with David instead of you know Tech Fan or Geeks Pub, and I'd be like, well, okay, you know, it's it belongs to him. He started the show. He owns the show, and the show is hosted on his uh, his network yeah cool yeah and, uh, and and that's not a complaint you know i'm not complaining about that it's just that's just the way it is
2: <laughs> i have a I have a question um on the, the last week show you said that uh yourself and guys share the same microphone i'm just trying to work out how you can manage that uh, several thousand miles apart
1: it's a really, really big microphone. It's huge. With a really, really long cable. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and it's USB. How crazy is that? Oh,
2: dear. Cause, See, um, we do listen to you. Yeah.
3: Well, good. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's the, uh, what is this? The Rode Podcaster?
1: Yeah. I think. Cause, yeah uh gaz just had to replace his didn't he? he bought another one the same but
3: yeah exactly the same but what i need to do is is find died. out what settings he's using in uh audio hijack because when i go and look at let me hold on let me bring up audio hijack and it's all going to change pretty soon because they've got to change the um the does gaz
0: component. use audio hijack uh
3: yes he does because he also includes is Farrago. Oh, of course he does.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he does.
3: So, and, and you could do that as well with Loopback. It's very easy to do in Loopback. Uh, but the, the nice thing about doing it through Audio Hijack is that you can add uh, effects and filters and things like that yeah. so I, like what i set this up pretty quickly to use the road podcaster last weekend and the only thing i really put in i put i put in the dynamics processor to you know cut back on some of the noise and i've got a the, the bass and treble insert in there with with the bass boosted a little bit which i'm not sure i really needed because i have a pretty
0: deep voice to
3: begin with and then just a meter and that was all i put on it and that's what it sounded like was however it sounded last week
0: yeah fine i'll say for for most of us who are listening. Yeah. And, <laughs> consider, and that's like the considering we're listening to it. considering we're listening 9 times out of 10 through you know either car stereo or uh, or, or uh, apple airpods or whatever. Yeah. Um we we can't tell any difference from week to the next one week to the well, next. I I am
3: like it all sounds fine. <laughs> I'm obsessed with audio, which means I change my setup like all the time and it's stupid, but I do. I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs>
1: We're um, all led to be I obsessed see, by me, something.
3: Let me take a picture of what I'm currently...
1: I'll just drop mine in, but I don't know if it's going to show up. Yeah, I oh, yeah, see it. yeah, I see it. Do you? Let me go ahead you and that's interesting. You do, no, I don't.
2: You do know you, you can therapy for that? Uh, just...
3: You've got noise you, you got the dynamic processor. Uh, I'd be curious to see what you use on your 10-band EQ. You've got the gain boost or volume, and then some meters.
1: Yeah, um, I'll show you the EQ.
3: So you've got um, you've got it set up like this so that you can have. So you're not even recording into a dog. You're using this to record as well.
1: No, I'm not using this to. I'm I'm recording into um, I record into Piezo, which is the little rogue amoeba basic. Yeah,
3: that that's only that's only a um uh that's like one stereo track, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and then I record um also at the same time in the sound studio, which is also a stereo track. It will do more, but. I can't be bothered. <clears throat> so I have me on one track and everybody else on the other.
0: Kiss, as they say.
1: Yeah. Keep, well, keep it simple.
3: Yeah, well, I don't like to follow that advice.
1: <laughs> okay. Right, are we going to get started? Yeah, let me uh, just show uh, Guy what my EQ looks like. Oh, uh, right. Oh, here it comes. Ah. They're both okay. the same. I have the same on both. Um, Because, those, as you can see from those lines, the input, top input, Feeds out to one stereo chat track in um, sound studio, and then um, the bottom one feeds so, onto the other. So is
0: the, is the EQ set by this preset? Is that or is that you that you've done that?
1: Um, well, I
0: the
3: think EQ the... is only for that device. It's only for the microphone. Right. Well,
1: that, yeah, but I've got another one in the other string from wire. Oh, for it... wire. Ah, right. Okay. Because how I run it, I run um the top line. You're setup guy. Goodness
0: gracious me.
3: Well, that's my hardware. And right next to it, it's not in the picture, but right next to it is a Yamaha mixer that I use to like test microphones and stuff. You have to be
0: careful not to go to warp speed on that. (laughs) uh, I I mostly
3: have to be careful when I'm drinking water, because I think I will start like a fire if if I spill water. (laughs) So that's basically, on the very top there, is the Behringer. Behringer? This is all Behringer equipment. It's the Behringer UMC 404 which I really like as I hate their mixers. I hate Behringer mixers because they use these really shit Xenix preamps and they're awful. Uh, But this uses, they basically licensed from Midas, which is a company they own uh, their preamps for their audio interfaces, except for the UM2, but the, the UMC series, which is the, the 202 204 and 404 and i think they have an 808 as well uh, all use these midas preamps which are which are really really nice preamps and then so below how, that how
0: many how many outputs are on that
3: it's it's multi channel so i've got four mono outputs from uh, this right, interface. Okay. now below that at the very bottom is the ultra gain pro which gives me like 50 db of relatively clean gain Though so mm-hmm. i I, st- I still struggle trying to figure out how, what what all the settings at and then just above that is a uh, uh compressor expander also from Behringer, and that's something else i struggle with on a week.
0: <laughs> well that looks very complicated it is it's <laughs> way way it way too complicated it's got a lot of um, a lot of twiddly things on it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah,
3: and and coloured lights. I'm a big fan of coloured lights. Absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily make the audio sound better, but I do like the lights.
2: <laughs> it looks like a, a '60s, '70s uh, hi-fi setup.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I know <laughs> what you mean.
2: Back the days when you had If you look
3: at those green wires. in three and four yeah those are the ones that are going to the yamaha mixer right but basically if i choose the umc 404 which is how it it self-identifies uh it on my mac and uh put that into a daw it gives me it gives me four mono tracks separate mono tracks that i use
2: is that a secret code you've written on your notepad
3: (laughs) oh no that's that's actually just stuff from uh from work don't look at it. It's it's like super, <laughs> super secret. <laughs> Too late. I'll, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to come and kill you if you look.
1: at Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, okay. It makes me uh, it
0: it makes me uh, uh, admire you even more, uh, guy, the way that you managed to bring in the um, the chat room at uh, at um, what's called oh <laughs> at Macstock at Macstock. Yeah, yeah. That if you're having me... to fiddle with all that stuff. <laughs>
3: Well, the hardware part of it was was relatively easy. It was it was setting up a, a different loopback and audio hijack device.
0: Ah, right, okay. That was
3: that yeah. was like the the real struggle because not only was I trying to get my audio into it, I wanted to hear it from Chrome, and I knew that gas was coming in, so I had to set it up so that Skype was going through this because you could only have one output. Right. So when, and it's like with most VoIPs, it's like the first two tracks or the first stereo track, that that's all you have to work with. Yeah. So you put everything into that and then somehow or another, I, I managed to make it work in about 10 minutes. Oh, no, I was there. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> And I wish I could remember what that software or what that site was called because it was really, really cool for virtual, for like a virtual conference. And the fact that you you could basically walk away from people that were talking and have like a private conversation somewhere else. I've
0: still got the, um, I've still got. I'm pretty sure I've still got the email somewhere.
3: Yeah, well, I do too. I the link on every time I think about it, it's like I need to look at that when I get home. And then I get home, and it's like, what's for dinner? So (laughs) it
0: was cool. It
2: was cool. Good, good sound quality can kill, sorry, sound quality can kill a podcast or make a podcast because um, I was listening to one yesterday and uh, it started off the volume levels were pretty good. The lady who was invited onto the show was quite loud. but As the show progressed, the post sound went quieter and went quieter. How oh, did they? Quieter yeah yeah you, know, you couldn't yeah i I sent some
0: see. feedback um so uh, on Sunday we did two services so yeah. i did the uh i did the morning streaming of uh, the serv- live service, and in the evening they'd done some recordings which they were playing um and sadly um much as it looked very nice the the woman who was speaking had got quite a quiet voice, and she was sitting in a garden so uh um, it started off okay but i am pretty sure there was water running in the background, so you know how it that the uh and I think it was only being recorded. On a phone, so the phone was trying to sort of map out the the background noise. So you have got a lot of artifacts in what she was saying, and then she was joined by a very loud pigeon
1: oh. and a dog barking in the
0: background.
1: <laughs> okay. Which so I gave them some
0: feedback hell. saying, you know, much as that's very nice, actually, it was very distracting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very um,
3: if that's the weird thing, Aud- bad audio can kill a video as well.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah.
3: To where it's like, oh, I don't want to watch this anymore.
2: I right, <sighs> got, got, you know, got to the end of the podcast, and it was actually very good. But at the, the very end, the chart was so quiet. It was hardly, you were hardly able to hear what the questions were. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and, and that, That's
3: was... why it's best to, if you can, record in multi-track mm. so that you can go in after and fix things like that. Now, you can, using compression, sometimes bring up the lows and, and tone down the highs But if you have to really, really hit a compressor that hard to do it, it's basically just going to make everything sound like shit.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you end up with... Yeah. (laughs) Well, if I I have to use the compressor, I use the one in um, Audacity called Chris's Dynamic Compressor. And um, if you look that up, it's old now, but it was written by a bloke who I think he killed himself later, but it's maintained kind of in his memory and um he explained they explain in that how it works and it's not just a simple compressor it actually like reads ahead and dynamically adjusts the compression as it goes along the track so that's yeah, the audio always sounds quite good on this i think on the whole When i listen I mean, back I, to it, i i try not to use the compressor unless i have to but like when we had um when we had the guy on from simple uh login he was quite yes. quiet so i ran the dynamic compressor on that, and that leveled that out fairly well because it, like I say, it reads ahead like a few seconds and calculates the the compression on that section and then the the next section rather than the whole track at once because... Obviously, you guys, right? If you if you have sections that are very quiet and sections that are loud, and you run a just a straight compression across the whole lot, it'll all yeah. Sound. Well, that's all
3: you can do though. If it's one track, you know, there's really not much else you can. Well, like
1: I say, the Chris's dynamic compressor works by reading sections and then compressing that, and then reading the next section and compressing that.
0: Hence, hence the name dynamic compressor. Yes,
1: it tries to yeah. adjust, you know, based on the section rather than the whole track. Which I've found to be helpful, but here you go. Mm-hmm. There we are. Shall we? Shall we
0: do a show?
1: I think that'd be a good idea.
0: Oh, is that yeah. why we're here? Yeah. Oh, guy, I was thinking of you when I was trying to plug these ridiculously tiny plugs onto tiny pins.
3: <laughs> oh, you talking about uh, uh, t- uh, on a motherboard? For a computer yeah. Reason? What do you, are you? Are you you going to put on uh, Windows or Linux?
0: Uh, Windows, I think. I, I, it's I'm sort of not doing it for me, really. I mean, I did it for me because I like the idea of having a go at building it myself. But uh, I'm really doing it for the church that I belong to. So. Um,
3: oh, okay. Nice. So. Uh, are they, I mean, are they yeah, using it for want, streaming? Or are with... they going to use it for. Yeah,
0: that's the idea. At the moment, at the moment, they've got my 2011 Mac Mini, which I think is probably going to be too underpowered to stream okay. stuff. So, yeah, I've finished. uh I've pretty much finished doing uh, plugging everything in. I'll put the sound card uh, the uh not the sound card, the um graphics card in. So yeah, all I need to do now is plug it a monitor into it and a keyboard and see if it'll and switch ho- on.
3: Hopefully everything will work.
0: Well yeah, hope so. But you know what these things are like. Yeah. <laughs> Probably nothing'll happen. And then I'll think, Oh, okay. Back to the beginning. Well, sooner
3: <laughs> later sooner or later just go ahead and install the Mac OS on it. <laughs>
0: Yes. Because that's easy to do. Well, yeah, we people tell me that, and I have tried. I did try. No, doing I was, a I was, podcast. I was kidding. I was. Kidding. Oh, I see. You were being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, because it's not easy to. Do. Well, no, it isn't. Um, I, 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 there's quite a lot of people out there who say it's simple, and you follow their instructions, and it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's because you, like did, um,
3: you, you didn't check. You didn't check the output of the the thermostat before you plugged in the watts. <laughs>
0: it's a little bit like, um, it's a little bit like picking up someone else's code because I used to. Yeah. I did, I'm, I'm. not. I wouldn't class myself as a programmer, but I've always been into a little bit of coding, a bit of bit, bit of VBA, and you know, all that kind of thing. And it doesn't matter what you pick up off the internet; it never works. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, the, if you download this, it'll do such and such. Uh, well, it will if you tweak it. Yes, because it's not. <laughs> it never does quite work the way you expect it to. Of course not. No, never does. Does it? It's um. It's a learning point, though. You learn after a while that, you know, you do have to go in and tweak these things to get them to to work quite the way you want them to.
1: Well, it's like in my job, right, and, you know, using InDesign and Illustrator and whatnot. If somebody hands you a piece of work that's been done by somebody else and wants you to finish it off, it's always oh, yeah. horrible because it's like
0: what yes yeah, so i've i've in my career i've been given quite a lot of vba that someone else has written <laughs> and, and yeah it's... you've got to go back and basically write it again in your head because you have to look at it and you go
1: what the hell have you done here yeah. what why on and why earth? have they done it that way why on earth would you, you know, put that layer on top of that layer when you could merge those in a Boolean shape and do, you know, or whatever. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. But it's often just like, oh, this is horrible. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the worst ones are the ones where you find people who refuse to use the tools like center text or whatever and insist on trying to do it by putting spaces in the lines. Oh,
0: oh yes. I remember asking... Um, Asking people down at church whether they would uh, do PowerPoint um, uh, hymns from our hymn book, um, and uh, so they did. <laughs> but they all got a bit bored after a little while, so they put colourful backgrounds on it. And, oh yeah! And as you say, at least two or three of them decided that they'd use spaces instead of tabs. And...
1: Oh, the number of people—the ah! number of people who have no idea what a tab is for or how how to use one—is. No, uh, and it's so frustrating.
0: And people who centre, as you say, centre things by using the space bar. <laughs> isn't isn't tab that diet drink from Coca Cola? Uh, that's right. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the no, one. It's Something you could ring up in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it is.
1: It is indeed. Oh, as the joke in um what is it? it's the Back to the Future, isn't it? When he goes in and says, "Can I have a tab?" I don't know who you are. Why would I give you credit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah oh does anybody remember tab it was vile oh it was uh, you know i used to work when i
3: when i when i was just a young boy uh i worked at this this fast food uh mexican place called taco bravo and there was this one woman who used to come in all the time she was slightly heavy but she would order like three tacos two burritos a large tamale pie and a tab yeah. <laughs> and wow. it's like really, really, it's the soft drink is where you draw the line <laughs> for calories. Okay.
1: <laughs> there used to be um there used to be a travel advert here. Nick will probably remember it. And it was nothing to do with the ad per se, but it was about being on holiday and then you saw him and his wife sitting, you know, in lounges by the pool and the bloke brings out this enormous cocktail with fruit and straws and fizzers and all sorts of things in it he goes that is slimline tonic in that, isn't it yeah <laughs> That's exactly the you know exactly the same point really you've got about five thousand calories of alcohol and fruit juice <laughs> in there and you're worried about the slimline tonic right. really <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: well, I, I i mostly use tonic for um controlling malaria so
2: you know mm. worth the general along with it yeah
3: actually i i haven't i haven't drank gin since 1981 i had
2: never never had gin i had
3: a gin makes me do really, really stupid things in a relatively in a relatively quick manner it's like all i have to do is see a gin bottle and like my brain just turns to mush (laughs) halloween now you guys i I don't know if you got you guys celebrate halloween
1: yeah we do yeah
3: okay so more
0: like america every day oh i'm sorry
3: to hear that (laughs) i keep waiting for us to become more like somebody else um i have to be careful what i say on that i hope you're recording all this 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 is like great this is like great stuff for after show
2: oh
0: yeah we always we always record it all
2: (laughs) it's been recording since the beginning
3: Okay, so all that stuff I said about Gaz just being a terrible person,
0: you didn't get that, did you? No. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. maybe send... the email will be <laughs> following you shortly. <laughs> yeah, we're going to send it to Gaz so he can use it as sound effects. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait,
2: we can on with this? Yeah, yeah let, let's,
1: let, let's do. Let's actually do a show, shall we? Um, what? Um, yeah. I thought
0: we had
3: been doing the show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're going to do a short show and then we'll put all the rest of it in and it'll be a three-hour after show.
3: (laughs) 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 Excellent.